It's time for another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich Baxter and Gary Mack talking baseball. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. Hello, Mr. Gary Mack. It's Rich Baxter over here. Hello, Mr. Baxter. And uh, I have to excuse myself today as um, these allergies are just getting to me, uh, you know, seasonal allergies. And today seems to be a bad day. My eyes are a little watery. And so if you see me staring off into space, you'll know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I had that yesterday and last couple of days, really. You know, you get that seasonal effect, as you said, and uh, yeah, never pleasant for sure. Yeah, and uh, we are definitely uh, getting into summer now, Rich. The temperatures are rich, you know, 90 degree, high 80s, and, and uh, we're almost getting a little bit of July weather in June, but uh, baseball continues to, to get in full swing, and Thank goodness we haven't heard anything about you know what uh, shutting down anything or shutting down any teams right now. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. We can continue uh, along that line. It was an odd thing uh, in the golf tournament. They're playing in Ohio, a Memorial tournament, Jack Nicholas's big uh, tournament. And, um, the the leader John Rom in the third round he had uh, come in contact with somebody earlier in the week I guess it was with the uh, COVID nineteen and he uh, was taking uh, tests every day uh, to make sure that you know he didn't have it and get this. He's running away with the tournament at a six shot lead. And they came up to him yesterday and they said, you got to withdraw. You tested positive. So he had to withdraw from the tournament with a six run lead, a six stroke lead. Um, what a heartbreak last year. He, he got, uh, he came off and found out he had a two stroke penalty. Um, he's just had so much heartache at this tournament, but, um, Really a shame. I was watching that, and it was heartbreaking to see him uh, when they told him that, you know. Um, so uh, it's still amongst us, Rich. Yeah, yeah. It's almost uh, hard to believe that a golfer like that in the middle of a tournament, and there are what is called false positives as well. So I wonder... And I wonder how sure they were that he actually has the virus. Um, as you said, it's a tough break for him, but uh, yeah, it's not over yet. Everybody, the media has sort of lost focus on it. Um, people have taken their masks off outside and in public and sort of forgot that, you know, this, this isn't over yet. So don't, yeah. You know, it, it was a relief. I got to tell you, I, I took my mask off a few times going into a store and I almost felt guilty to do it. Uh, and kind of like in the back of my head, a little stupid as well, because it's still out there. And that's the shame of it all. 
Yeah, yeah. But you do wonder whether the, you know, as you say, are we so programmed now to uh, keep it on in a store? Can we get go back to normalcy eventually? And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens. I can't wait to get rid of the damn thing, to be honest with you. But, well, yeah, especially in the heat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Especially. It's no fun. Um, That's right. It's, you know, it's still there. It's, you know, people are still getting sick. Um, don't want that thing. And and people still getting vaccinated. And, and that brings us to our first story, Rich. Remember when syringes was a bad thing in baseball? Well, now they're back at the ballpark, but in a different context. The uh, 30 Major League Baseball teams will offer free tickets to people who get a COVID-19 vaccine at team-run events in June. The Vaccinate at the Plate campaign will differ from city to city, but each team will host at least one vaccination event and give each attendee a ticket to a ball game, MLB said in a press release. Uh, details for all events will be available through MLB's website. More than 41% of Americans are fully vaccinated with 52% of adults competing, competing their vaccine, completing it should be their vaccine sequence. Um, I mean, I don't know about this because, you know, now all these states are offering money and everything else. And what about us people that already got the vaccine, we get nothing out of this deal. I think you muted, uh, Rich. Yeah, I had the cough button. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. yeah, that, that's kind of a hoot that, you know, teams will now offer free tickets for people that are holding out. And while it's a good thing, you know, maybe to make their mind up to get the vaccine, like you said, I'm, I'm in the middle of my two vaccine shots myself. You already had yours. We get nothing. I know. Well, you might have a shot there, Rich. <laughs> you got to see it. The Phillies have an event, you know, around your time of your second shot. Maybe you should take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd like to stay with familiar familiarity, so to speak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> already been to the one place they have me scheduled for the second one, but yeah, I don't yeah, blame you. As you said, you know, businesses are rewarding people now hundreds of dollars to get your shots. You know, yeah. Hey, we had our shots. You know, if you can prove it, I think you should be eligible for that as well. You took the long road and the high road and got your shot. You know, why shouldn't you get something? Why shouldn't you know, the next guy gets something that got his shot and taken, you know, taking this uh, vaccination already. It's kind of unfair. Yeah, I don't, you know, uh, where was it? Ohio, they gave away a million dollars or something in like a lottery type of deal. If you got shots and. Uh, hey, I already did mine, you know, uh, and a lot of us senior citizens could use the money, too, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's well, not use a free ticket. Everybody's not flushed with cash, you know, even jobs, um, local convenience store down here for gas and 
you know, hot dogs and sodas and submarine sandwiches, whatever you call them, where you live, hoagies, um, heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heroes. They, they're giving you $300 bonus if you get vaccinated, if you work with them. So, you know, they're giving you $500 if you come on board with them. So you're getting an $800 bonus if you can get vaccinated and hired with them in one shot. That's that's pretty nice. And what was it? I think uh, with the uh, McDonald's, if you work there for six months, after six months, they give you an iPhone. Yeah, it, it's crazy the stuff that that uh you know and and uh we don't get anything rich but that's just that's always the story isn't it yeah we're uh you know a little too late here or there but uh, maybe that'll change who knows <laughs> um but yeah i think it's good of the mlb to you know dangle some carrots in front of people because that's what really motivated me to get my shots now that everybody is out in the open they're taking their masks off you know i think there's more of a chance to get it now as if it were a year ago um just for example i had a discussion with a, a fellow employee friend of mine that i work with and he confided in me he's about 24 or so he says yeah i haven't got mine yet you know like so, you know, there you go right there. You have some people that are younger that don't want to get it for whatever right. reason. Some people that are older, they're not vaccinated. They're walking around unprotected. Now there's no masks. Their, their chances of getting this is greatly increased. Well, I think they're counting on uh, the, uh, um, the immunity, the immunity, the herd immunity. And that if you can get enough people, uh, I think they say if you can get enough people vaccinated, it's I think it's 73 percent, 72 percent. Then that should be the, like the the number that you have to reach to to really get to uh, maximize the herd immunity. Uh, you know, uh, I think that's what they're talking about. But um, look, I got it. Um, we don't go out that much right now. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get the itch. I'd love to go to a ball game. And, uh, you know, it's a funny thing, though. I'd, I'd prefer going to a minor league game at this point. And um, uh, I just feel you can you may be able to control the, the uh uh, you know the situation more in the minor league than the, than the major league, but um, I don't know. I'm still staying away from it. Yeah. If anything, you know, now that we haven't been to baseball for a whole year, we're going to look at a, a price of a base. <laughs> excuse me, a price of a baseball game in a different light anymore. You're. You know, it, it's pretty expensive to go to a ball game from the parking to the tickets. You know, you're looking at a couple hundred dollar day for two people. Easy yeah, before you yeah. get something to eat. So uh, it's going to be something to uh, to get used to again. And now they don't let you bring in anything. So, uh, you know, uh, we used to be able to bring in a bag and stick some sandwiches or something in there and 
or a backpack and and now they're not uh, allowing any backpack so now uh, if you if you ask me i got a new camera for my my setup here would i rather go to a game or have the new camera it'd be a no-brainer yeah i want the new camera yeah of course <laughs> it's gonna last longer you're gonna get more use of <laughs> watch it on tv I don't have to be there anymore. Yeah, but, you know, it's always nice to go a couple of times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just something about going to a game that, that's uh, different. In fact, I've been watching games in your neck of the woods anyway. Uh, the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Have been playing the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones in high A uh, league, minor league baseball, and and have been enjoying no well haven't been enjoying all the games. <laughs> oh wow! But enjoying uh, something that coming out of Lakewood, New Jersey, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, I was up there a couple times. It's nice place to watch baseball, and. Uh, didn't know the Cyclones were playing them now. Yeah, this week, you know, minor league, they got a crazy schedule. They play six games. They play Tuesday through Sunday, and they're off on Monday. And it's a six-game series, so it's kind of after the first couple of three games, you get a little crazy, but uh, it gets a little boring. But they're doing this for uh, covid and to cut down on the travel due to COVID. So um, I don't think this is a permanent type of thing. It's just this year so they could get minor league baseball in. And I, I can't blame them for that. Very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice place to watch game and uh, a series of games for that matter. Well, we have a lot of nice series going on in the MLB this week, Gary. And uh, last uh, since we last spoke to our folks here on the podcast, um, why don't we run through some of the standings uh, so far? Okay. Stop off at the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. They're still on fire with the 37 and 23 record. Yeah, uh, they so are a hot team. Yeah, seven seven and three in their last 10, 69 run differential there, plus 69, uh, which is a huge amount, almost tops um, in the AL. Um, but uh, Boston's still hanging in there, as well as Toronto and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They're hanging and- tough. Look at that central. That's a tight one, too, huh? With Chicago and Cleveland. And uh, what happened in Minnesota this year? Yeah, they can't get it started here 12 games back. And as the summer starts to heat up, so to speak, that games back becomes a a thing you can't overcome sometimes. Uh, Look at the Orioles at 16 games back. Can practically write them off of this with a. 66 run differential on the opposite way, nine and 20 at home. Talk right. about a, <laughs> a way to bring in a fan at, in Baltimore. But uh, yeah, that AL Central there, uh, Chicago White Sox and Tony LaRusso must be doing something right over there. 
Yeah, I guess so. Remember, we thought a couple of weeks ago he was losing the team. Well, <laughs> doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland's still hanging tough, hanging in there. And out on the West Coast, the uh, Oakland Athletics making a bid for first place. Uh, two games up over to Houston Astros, seven and three in their last 10. And that that's sort of like a grassroots team, isn't it, Gary? They sort of like the Tampa Bay Rays. They always seem to find a way to uh, to make good things happen. Yeah, yeah. They keep their head above water and, and uh, keep battling. Uh, Houston is right there, though, Rich. And, you know, they've been good the last few years. And they thought they weren't going to be that good this year. They lost a couple of key players. Uh, Springer amongst them, uh, but uh, they're hanging in there. And uh, Seattle, everybody keeps waiting for Seattle to break loose. And boy, they hover and hover, but nothing. Same thing with the Angels, you know. Uh, but they lost Pujols. You know, they released him, and and now uh, Trout's been out hurt. So. They need pitching in that franchise. Otani's the big star there now, and uh, but they need some big time pitching and and uh, a lot of it. And Texas is in a rebuild, so uh, we don't know much about them. But uh, look at that NL East, though, baby. New York Mets sitting on top. They're doing it with uh, smoke and mirrors, Rich. <laughs> um, I don't know how they're still there to tell you the truth it's, uh, with all the injuries, but we're getting some bodies back and the, uh, the bench has been very strong and has really, you know, helped them and they're out in the coast now and, uh, on a nine game road trip. And so far they're three and three, they took two out of three against Arizona, um, Dropped the first two against San Diego and one last night. DeGrom pitched another masterpiece. And uh, they're just hanging in there. Three and a half over the Atlanta Braves, four over your Philadelphia Phillies. And um, they're the only team above 500 in the division. And uh, look at that. What a tight division, though, Rich. Miami's in last place, only seven games out. And that's still achievable. Uh, so no lead is safe in that division. And then we move over to the central. The Cubbies and, and the Brewers are hanging tough in there, Rich. Yeah, they're uh, neck and neck as of today here, Sunday, June 6th, as we're recording this podcast. And Milwaukee's really come out of nowhere. Eight and two in their last 10, uh, giving a little challenge to the Cubs who have found it easy so far and we got a little cub story coming up soon on the podcast so stick around but um yeah st louis hanging in there two games over 500 and even the cincinnati reds have been playing pretty well at times yeah um can't string anything together sort of like the phillies though yeah that's it and uh pittsburgh's right there and then when you go out west the big surprise um, though it's tight, is the San Francisco Giants rich? Nobody had the Giants in this race at all. Uh, everybody was saying San Diego or LA, 
and yeah. the Giants have uh, snuck in there. Two-game lead, uh, three-game lead over the Dodgers, and, um, you know, pretty amazing the Giants have put together a team uh, that's on top of the division. San Diego's got the youth. And uh, with the veterans, it's a well-put-together team. The Dodgers, of course, we know what they've done over the last number of years uh, and, and are right there and probably still the team to beat. But uh, San Francisco, look at that last 10, 8 and 2, while San Diego and the Dodgers were both 4 and 6. Um, they've won three in a row. Just a remarkable story out west. Yeah, they're beating the Cubs right now. And that's why we're not talking about the Cubs uh, running away with it in the NL Central. But yeah, Gabe Kapler came from the Phillies after last year. Um, I don't know if he can get credit for turning this franchise around, but for now they're they're putting up a good fight. And as you said, San Diego's no slump. Uh, the Dodgers great team two great teams there and san francisco said you know don't forget about us yeah yeah everybody did and uh you know they're certainly uh certainly making everybody shake their heads at least yeah well another uh guy or player that is making people shake their head is mr chris bryant for the cubs and we were talking about the Cubs earlier, um, how good they're playing and um, they're contending this year. They wanted to break up the team, though. Uh, at the start of the season, that was the talk that practically none of the stars that are currently on the Cubs would still be on the team um, as the season progressed, uh, including Chris Bryant. Uh, Rizzo at first base and some others as well. They were going to blow this team up and start again. Um, although I don't know if that would be the greatest thing for the Cubbies to do, you know, a total rebuild. You're looking at five to seven years mm. of, you know, heartache, so to speak for the fans. And at least with the Phillies comparison, a lot of the fans just, Walk away from baseball when things like that happen. Well, uh, you know, they've got a couple of these guys coming into their walk year anyway, their free agent year. Uh, uh, Bryant is, I think, Baez may be. Um, so I think that's why the talk of uh, blowing up the team came about. They figured they could sell off these guys and, and build for the future. Now it makes it that very difficult to do because they are winning and they are in first place. You don't blow apart a first place team. And yet do they, you know, do they have the money? Will they have the money to sign these guys? Cause you hate to lose them. Uh, I think Rizzo is also a free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris Bryant, free agent this year. And it's always great to see a player in their free agent year because they're going to try their best 
it's money in their pocket for years yeah. to come. Um, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, um, all three superstars there uh, would like to stay in Chicago, but, uh, and they have the money, like you said, I don't think money's an issue. Whether or not they want to keep them is going to be the issue. Well, whether or whether or not they want to spend the money too, you know, a lot of times you don't want to, you don't want to go that route. You may not want to go the free agent uh, 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 route, you know, but um, you want to lose two or three guys there that have been at the cornerstone of your team. And uh, chances are that that Rizzo will stay. The other two, I'm not so sure about. Uh, Bryant seemed to be unhappy there earlier in the year. And Baez goes uh, hot and cold with criticism from people there, so he may want a fresh start. I, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, the Baez market changed a little bit with uh, Lindor being signed by the Mets, so that kind of raises his uh, uh, profile a little bit, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You, you can't, this is what happens sometimes. Would they have been better off trying to clear some of these guys out in the winter of last year or spring training, uh, time maybe so. Cause then they probably wouldn't be contending. Now they run the risk of holding on to them and losing them and getting nothing for them. So, it's that's what makes the game so tough, even on the you know the game within the game, the front office uh, game that becomes that much more difficult because they it, it's all a question of timing. Yeah, and a question of timing as well. Another quick cub story here. Uh, if you remember the name Ben Zobrist used to be a cub star as well, no longer in baseball. And in fact, he's um, he hasn't retired yet, but he has taken an extended leave uh, from baseball while he goes through a divorce. So it, it'll be and they say he's not returning uh, some agents. Um, he won't return to baseball anytime soon, if if ever. But uh, rumor has it that Ben Zobris was going to put up his world series ring um that from an agent and an auction house here um but it was flatly denied by ben Zobers. he said he would never sell his ring ever 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 and if you're watching our youtube feed i got a picture of that ring it looks like a nice looking ring doesn't it gary yeah yeah it's something those rings huh and inscribed with his name even in it but um there was an auction house that said um, that it was for sale. It was going to be for sale soon. And uh, when I asked about it, uh, Zobritz said, no, he, he is not going to be auctioning that off, I guess, as a part of his divorce or whatever you can say about that. But uh, interesting, I was reading a little bit about that ring, the Cubs ring. And after the Cubs were given the ring, 
Um, the Cubs made everybody sign an agreement that if they were to sell the ring, they must first sell it to the Cubs for $1. So they were trying to offer a little insurance that you wouldn't see a story like this pop up after the Cubs won a world series. They didn't want it going on eBay yeah. uh, to the highest bidder, what have you, but uh, world series rings, they sort of take on a life of their own after they're given out. Well, you know, sometimes people reach a point uh, we've heard about it where guys have reached rock bottom. They have to sell their rings uh, you know, to make ends meet. And that's just a crying shame because, uh, you know, that's something you can have for a lifetime. And not everybody has not even, you know, not even if you played major league baseball, you don't have it. So it's really a shame if you get to that point and, uh, you know, we don't think about these things when it comes to divorces, but there it is, you know, and, it, 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 I think something like that is so personal that really should be excluded from uh, anything, you know, uh, when it comes to a divorce or anything like that. Um, what is really the wife going to do with it? You yeah, know, so I don't know. It's just uh, let's hope it, it's not a nasty, nasty uh, time and uh, she doesn't demand it and, and realize the value to him is much more worth than it is to her. And, you know, and that he doesn't sell it ever. So. Yep. So we'll keep our eye on this story as well. Uh, for now, no world series cubby ring up for grabs, but uh, that may change. And Rich, congratulations to USA Baseball. They clinched a berth in next month's Olympic Games with a 4-2 win over Venezuela on Saturday. And it's an interesting mix of uh, uh, prospects and on, uh, you know, veterans. Uh, uh, they completed this team and they completed an undefeated run in the World Baseball Softball Confederation Baseball Americas Qualifier. Team USA secured one of six spots in the summer games in Tokyo. The U.S. won the bronze medal last time baseball was in the Olympics in 2008. So baseball is back in the Olympics and uh, and. Uh, there you go. U.S. Uh, qualifies for Olympic baseball tourney and Todd Frazier and uh, uh, New York, uh, former New York Met and uh, Cincinnati Red. And let's see, Yankees, I think he played for in Texas, uh, got released early this year and hooked on with the uh, USA baseball and uh, is going to uh, Tokyo to play in the Olympics now. So, uh, it's a nice mix of, as I said, uh, top prospects and, um, some former major league is playing on this team. Yeah. Very cool. I didn't, uh, didn't tune into it, but uh, I did read it earlier this morning with that four, two victory down there in port, port St. Lucie, Florida. 
clinching that berth for the Summer Olympics next month in Tokyo already. Wow, it's coming up faster than we realize. Yeah. (laughs) If you're watching our YouTube feed, just a little story over here on the right-hand side. This is um, from the West Coast. I believe it's the LA Times or something like that. COVID vaccine lottery, three LA County residents and two from OC win $50,000. So they're even giving out a lottery out in California for vaccines. Amazing. Yeah. And we don't get anything. Getting back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, but that that's some serious cabbage, 50 grand. I'll say, (laughs) I'll say, Nice. Well, um, we waited. We went too early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, last week after our Memorial Day show, um, I believe this story happened on a Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, but a um, little controversy in a game. And it happened to involve your New York Mets, Gary, and the Arizona Diamondbacks and uh, specifically the the announcer for the Diamondbacks, Bob Brenly, uh, was commenting on Marcus Stroman, who was pitching for the Mets. And Stroman had a what they call a do-rag on, on top of his hair and under his hat. So I think Brenly sort of sort of off the cuff just said, you know, oh, you know, um Tom Terrific. <laughs> He used to wear a do-rag like that or whatever he said. You know, it it matches the one Tom Seaver used to wear on the mound. Right. I think kind of an attempted humor, maybe. I I don't see these kind of remarks as as racist, but it took a a, a nasty turn, was bitten into by liberal media pundits, even the player himself, Marcus Stroman, said he he didn't feel like it was uh, in the spirit of good for Brantley to comment about that. And I, I just, you know, I now several days later, I'm reading the story and just happen to to look at it myself. And I'm, just, you know, can't you say anything these days and people no. aren't offended by it? No. <laughs> No, you cannot. You can't say a word. You can't make humor. You can't say anything. And um, it's just a shame that right away we jump to the R word. Right away, it's racism. I don't think he made any racial comments. I just think he, I don't know. I really, I shouldn't really say anything, but, you know, it, it looks ridiculous. I what I don't understand is a it, it's white the one he wears or it's light colored doesn't match the uniform. I mean, at least you see a lot of these guys now with these hats on or headbands or something underneath the hats. But at least there's the team color. Um, I don't understand why he gets away with a white one. Um, you know, you can't wear white sleeves, a pitcher, because it, it would mix in with the ball. Doesn't this, when he holds the ball up around there, doesn't that mix in? Um, 
Will that? Uh, and now, now Brenly's got to do sensitivity training. I mean, come on. Now, we're he's going to pretty sure that's the same do rag that Tom Seaver used to wear when he pitched for the Mets. Now, an opposing broadcaster, you know, you take a little pop shot at a, at a player, and it's not anything that's really severe at all. It's not even in the neighborhood to me of being racial racial had he said another player's name um would have that been racial but i i agree i think if you said you know it looks stupid i would agree with that i mean should it well, be worn during a baseball game absolutely not well the 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 answer to that is that they do it for their hair or something. Um, but you know, he's selling them. He's marketing these things under his own name. That's the whole thing to me. Well, for, I don't I don't get what happened to the uniform rules. I mean, you used to have to have spikes that were either black or in your team color. Remember, they used to, that's why at the All-Star game, they used to wear white spikes. Now they wear all kinds of colors. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Francisco Lindor is out there with yellow spikes. What do yellow spikes got to do with the Mets? The Mets have no yellow colors. Um, I I don't, it, it's like they're letting them, it's a free-for-all now. Um I don't, you know, there's another guy on the Mets that got dreadlocks and he actually wears his hat. The band in the back of his hat is like out. And because he can't fit it over the do-rag and, and, and the dreadlocks. So he's got the band of the hat out. You know, to me, it doesn't look professional, but Major League Baseball is allowing it. That's fine. At least he wears the same colors. Um, but Stroman is not even wearing the same colors. I I don't know. I, I it's just the game is going in a direction that I, I you know they want the players to express themselves. They want to bring more excitement into the game for people. I don't, you know, wearing different colored shoes and stuff. Is that going to bring people into the stands? I don't think so. Plus, um, plus the aspect of what's, what could be inside such an item. If you're constantly going back to it, is there substances in there that players are alleging that the ball's being doctored with? You don't know. Yeah, and this is something that they want to really crack down on the illegal substances on the ball. So um, I just find it so funny that now they want to crack down on that, and uh, yet they crucified Houston for trying to steal the signals, and uh, but the, they know the pitches are cheating too. So. <laughs> You know, um, all Houston was doing was cheating the other way to try to to play on an even uh, field, you know. Um, 
I don't know. You know, Strowman is is uh, is a guy that's very outspoken, and sometimes his mouth is bigger than his talent. Uh, and I've said that before. And um, he loves to jump on these kind of things, and uh, right away. And uh, I, I, I'd like to see, uh, you know, I think baseball should have, and it'll never happen because the union will never go for it. I think they should have a, uh, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a grooming code or what. These big long beards and the long hair and everything, it's getting ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'd like to see the team start like the Yankees. At least the one thing they do is they have some guidelines. I'd like to see all the team like that. Yeah, you know, at least uh, there's nothing wrong with a beard, but you have to keep it trim. And then everybody grows a beard. And quite honestly, some of these guys shouldn't even try to grow a beard. You know, they got a patch of hair here and a patch of hair there and they calling it a beard um i i don't that's all i'm gonna say about that yeah and i i have to laugh at some of these i don't know if they're millennials and i don't want to group them as millennials but they'll take any little shred of stupidity i want to call it and call it racism and it's just not racism, folks. It's just not. Well, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm with you with that, but I'm going to leave it at that. Well, we want to invite you to hit the like button and add us to your listening pleasure each week here regardless of where you listen to us from whether it be a podcast player on our website at anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show or if you're watching our youtube feed we're trying to get up to a thousand subscribers so we're on our way and we got a, a lot of nice subscribers that hit that subscribe button and what that's going to do for you is just let you know when we got a new um show out for you to watch if you hit the little bell button on the youtube page you're going to get a notification of when we have a new show so if you want to do that as well that's fine uh, we'd love to have you watch the program on youtube and get us up to that thousand subscriber mark so uh apparently our uh, plea for sponsors is not going over too well so maybe our plea for uh subscribers to the youtube channel will well remember to subscribe and to give the, the video a thumbs up and as rich said hit that little bell that'll give you notification and you'll never miss another episode of the baseball talk radio show absolutely and Rich, I think, is that going to wrap it up? Or we got one more about food. Ah, uh, let me look through my vast uh, <laughs> list of topics here. Yes, we did have one more <laughs> um, <laughs> story about food this past week in baseball that surfaced. And it surfaced via social media um, about the minor leagues um, and their food 
offerings. Uh, one of the players who will remain unnamed tweeted out a photo and I'm going to put that up on the YouTube feed right now here as well. And you take a look at it. See, see what you think about this. If you got this, uh, this type of food here, Oakland A's minor leaguers served what looks to be a cheese sandwich with lettuce and tomato and a, a nice healthy scoop of coleslaw uh, post-game meal. Um, and then on the right-hand side, it looks like some sort of fajita with uh, some small pieces of chicken and some peppers of some sort. You know, certainly not, not the best-looking <laughs> post-game meals I've ever seen. But um, it mildly, <laughs> you know, um, not a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> either by any means. So it was just, you know, something to get them tied it over, I would imagine. And it's a post-game meal. But, you know, Oakland A's took notice of this, went to social media, and they say they are now um, going to disassociate themselves with this third party provider. Um, and, you know, let, let's be real. Did they, how much did they pay for these items? Um, in this post game meal, was it $5 per person? Was it $10 per person? What do you expect for five or $10 per person? So uh, I, I like to hear all sides before I uh, make a decision on who, <laughs> who I'm going to back on this. Uh, I'm sure they didn't pay $20 a meal for this sort of offering. Well, I, I, I think part of this, the problem is that, you know, uh, a lot of these minor leagues, this might be the only meal of the day or the, the one, uh, you know, only the second meal of the day. Um, they don't get paid a lot of money, so they count on this. And, and that's really pretty crappy what they were getting served there and uh there's been a lot of complaints about some stadiums uh and and the food uh you know uh the minor league stadiums in particular and it it's funny there's you know there was some complaints about brooklyn and and the food there um here we are in the big city, supposedly, and uh, you know we 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 don't. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's to help. I don't know if it's just nobody cares anymore. But you you know you can go down to Maryland to the minor league ball club, and they're serving you crabs and lobster, and and it's good. Uh, up here, you know, you get a hot dog. It's soggy. It's it's not good. So um, I don't know what the problem is. A lot of times it's the vendors. I, I don't even think it's the vendors. I think it's the personnel that the vendors hire. And in this case, you know, they bid on a contract and, and sometimes they'll, they'll bid low and promise the moon. And then they realize they can't do it. Um and then they got to cut corners and this is what happens, you know, uh, 
it's a shame because the you know you got up and coming kids and you want them to the they're growing you want them to be stronger and, and uh you know prove what they can do for you and then you feed them i mean that was disgusting the pictures so uh a lot of peanut butter and jelly i guess these guys are gonna be eating until they get this thing uh squared away in oakland yeah it's a shame you know i mean you, you make a decision to become a baseball player um and meals are a part of an organization, usually with the within the baseball aspect. Look at all the people that work for grocery stores, though. They're they're not making a lot of money either. They got to make their own food. They don't even get food as part of their jobs and things. So I don't know. Baseball's uh, kind of a weird um, existence for a lot of players that are never going to make it to the big leagues. They're there to entertain on a minor league level. And uh, sadly, they're, they're just not as good to play major league baseball and they'll never get on a team. So it's just one of those things, but we'll see if their food um, improves a little bit. I'm sure they'll be tweeting that out when they get, you know, their, their new meals. So uh, what, a, well, what a shame there. You know, it's part of the deal, and uh, we all have different deals with different things that we're involved with. And, and you know, you're expecting uh, a, a team is paying for a certain amount level of service, and if they're not getting it, they deserve to get it and deserve to, uh, you know, get what they pay for, I guess, as you said earlier. But, uh, um some of these vending services will charge a lot of money and then they'll cut corners to, to you know, uh, maybe they're losing money somewhere else. So they'll cut corners to make up for that. And unfortunately, these guys are getting punished for that. But and that's not right either. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's. It's a tough thing, you know, you don't know what's in the contract it, contract is calling for certain spreads and they're getting a, a piece of cheese and a piece of tomato on a sandwich. You know what I mean? Cheese it's, sandwich. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I've ever, well, I used to like a nice hoagie, a cheese hoagie, but <laughs> never looked like that. <laughs> but, Come on, you had your breakfast. <laughs> yes. I had a nice breakfast. Uh, which I, shared with Gary on social media. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of baseball to talk about. We're only into the first week of June. Several uh, next week's going to be what the Father's Day edition or is that in two weeks, the 20th? Two weeks, uh, Father's I think. Day. Yeah. yeah it's and, you know, Rich, before we go, uh, two other things I'd like well, one, I don't really care to mention, but I will mention it because it is news. The uh, all-star balloting uh, voting has started. You can go online. I will not be voting. Uh, I am protesting this year's all-star game because of the way it was handled and moved from Georgia, Atlanta to Denver. I don't think it should have been. Uh, 
Uh, and I hope the people that are suing Major League Baseball win their, win their case. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is today is June 6th. And for those that, uh, you know, we no longer study history like we used to, this was and is the anniversary of D-Day. Um, so uh, World War II, which I guess to a lot of young people is ancient history, but uh, um some of us, uh, not that I, re I, I was born after the war, so I don't remember it. Uh, but uh, my father served and my uncle served in World War II. My, uh, so uh, let's remember the, the, uh, the young men and women that stormed the, the beach. Uh, young men more in those days, of course, stormed the beaches at Normandy and uh, uh, all along the coast of France to uh, free Europe and to uh, knock out and win the, uh, the war and defeat the Axis powers of World War II. So um, let us remember that day. Yeah, what and if I may, it's also the birthday of uh, former Met shortstop uh, Bud Harrelson, who is uh, ill. He's suffering from uh, Alzheimer's. So uh, uh, Buddy Harrelson was a player and a coach and a manager with the Mets and was on two of their, their uh, World Series uh, teams. Uh, 73 and 69 he was a player and 86 as a as a coach so uh happy birthday to uh bud harrelson on today he was born on june 6 1944 so uh good on him and and that's it for me rich very cool and we want to let our listeners know we're going to have an extra show coming up a big round table talk with our friends at baseball and barbecue as a podcast and we're going to put out an extra show on that around father's day time. So we invite you uh, to listen in on that as well. It's going to be fun, Gary. Yeah, that should be a blast. And I can't wait. We'll talk to you again on next week's show for the baseball talk radio show. You have a great week, everyone. <laughs>